What is going on, Tecmo team? Andy back with the Tecmo Bros, and we are back at full power. It is week 11. All three of us are back here. Ben's giving me a lovely face on our Zoom chat, trying to distract me. It is glorious stuff. It's good to have both of you gentlemen back. Let's start with Ben. Ben, how the heck are you today? Dude, I'm doing all right. Doing actually doing pretty fantastic, if uh, if I may say. Drinking a Key Lime LaCroix, the best LaCroix flavor, for those who don't know. So hanging out with you guys, drinking Key Lime LaCroix, what could be better? Right, Tyler? Welcome back to the show, man. It's been a while. We love having you back. What's new? What's going on? Yeah, it's great not to ride solo again. I've been carrying you guys in those sneaky starts, you know? Actually, I've been horrible, and you guys have been carrying me, but it's good to be back. Glad to have you. Now, we had some fun at your expense on Friday during our top 10 Dynasty quarterback rankings. Uh, so we thought we would start the show this week to give you a little time to defend yourself before we rip back into you. So we want to know specifically, why is Kyler so high and why the heck did Trey Lance even make it on your list? So I'm going to give you... As much time as you need before I cut you off to defend yourself. And you can start whenever you'd like, my friend. Yeah, so Kyler, the reason he is at number three. First off, y'all didn't put Allen at number one? What? No. Okay. We're complaining Absolutely. about my list, and then you're gonna you're gonna put Mahomes there. Just you see what happened on Sunday? Mahomes wins that game, sir. Yeah. Here's the thing. I Fantasy think Patrick football, Josh Allen has been number one for the past few years, and he's a number one again. Yeah. No, I just – I look at it. It's, it's just Patrick Mahomes, man. That's just what it is, number one. All right. Well, uh, Ben, uh, enjoy – Ben has enjoyed being second um, to Josh Allen for the last couple of years. So, uh, Kyler Murray. Um, Kyler Murray. The reason I have him at three, when he is at the top of his game, and it seems like he's kind of coasting. Like This seems like a rough year for him. Uh, he's still a top 10 quarterback. He's still doing um, great. He's got plenty of uh, – he's got plenty of weapons. I think the only thing that's really holding him back is Cliff Kingsbury. Man, I can't talk. Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury just tends to – to want to run the ball, but in the red zone, if he continues, if he continues uh, or starts running the ball more, it he has been a for a, a span a top number one overall quarterback. He has that in him. Um, Lamar has that in him as well. I just I think Kyler is a little younger and a little faster and a little better thrower. So that's why I have him where he's at. Ben was giving kind of a, a disruptive face in the bottom of our Zoom chat here. I think he'd like a chance to retort. I mean, Cliff Kingsbury loves to throw the ball. He literally coached the air raid offense. Now, look at what he does in the red zone with oh, running backs. Okay, yeah. When it's time to score touchdowns, teams that have running backs who are decent. Yeah. And what's what gets you points in fantasy? Touchdowns. Okay, that's my point. I, 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 I'm just saying they they do sling it a lot. I thought you were hurting my argument for Kyler Murray. You're actually helping it. Why am I arguing against you? <laughs> I, I was just saying that Cliff Kingsbury likes to throw the ball. 
But anyway, um, just because a guy did something once doesn't mean he's necessarily going to do it again. And looping back, uh, Patrick Mahomes versus Josh Allen, I think, honestly, is an injury hedge. Real talk. Like, I, Patrick Mahomes hardly ever gets smacked, and Josh Allen is getting crushed on a weekly basis. As a dynasty quarterback, I want a guy who I think isn't potentially going to miss a season for me, and I think that Mahomes' likelihood of that is significantly higher while also having the same level of ceiling. I think I agree. I mean, obviously, we we talked about Sunday, but, you know, the, the elbow thing notwithstanding, I mean, Josh Allen's running these, you know, what, 10, 7 to 10 times a game, just trucking into these big dudes. You're just inviting an injury, whereas at least – for me, it looks like at the eye test, Mahomes is a safer option in terms of how he plays football, not safer score-wise. They're about the same. But Patrick Mahomes is, again, not as high of an injury liability. And that's, for me, that's why Kyler was also lower on my list is because, you know, dude's a small guy, gets hit once. You know, without his legs, not sure he's as valuable. So uh, Lamar is physically larger. So if I'm going to take a guy who's a mobile quarterback, I want, a dude who is bigger running into other big dudes. So um, I think we're just going to have to agree, disagree on that particular one, but um, where we were the most curious, uh, Trevor Lawrence and Trey Lance major nine and 10. Um, so we're curious how slash why, I mean, we know your love for Trey Lance, but um, after Trevor Lawrence, we discussed him a couple weeks ago. What's your thoughts on Trevor Lawrence here? Why is he number nine? Yeah, so this has everything to do with youth and potential. It has nothing to do with what is proven. So these are dynasty ranks, not uh, the, the way I approach this is dynasty ranks going forward, not where I would currently want them for a title or things like that, okay? So if I'm in a rebuild, if I'm in not in contention or anything like that, I'm trying to get – these younger guys that haven't quite broken out at a, at a certain price point before they become or have the potential to become um, what they were drafted to be, which was great. Um, now, all of that is in context of your team. You, you, it's not just a blanket uh, go trade for them uh, suggestion or anything like that. Trevor Lawrence, the reason I have him in the top 10 um, – has everything to do with potential, has everything to do with uh, what he could do. And he's got, uh, for his third year, we'll have a wide receiver one already coming to him in Calvin Ridley. Uh, it, he, it looks like things are working out great with Christian Kirk. And I believe that there is potential for more development and, and leaps uh, a, a I've seen a couple quarterbacks make a third-year leap and things like that. I just think there is room for that uh, for Trevor Lawrence. For Trey Lance, the, my hope for Trey Lance has everything to do with Justin Fields and what he's doing right now. Uh, Justin Fields right now is everything what I thought or think Trey Lance can be, um, particularly in a in in a forty nine er offense. Um, I think the I think he would actually just throw a little more, and that depth of tar target will be. Uh, farther. So it's completely on a prayer and uh, potential. It's completely on the profile of who he is. It has nothing. To, he hasn't done it yet because he's either he got hurt this year and he didn't play last year. Um, so all of that is potential. It's not 
necessarily who I'm starting now, right? If I'm in a contender right now, I'm tra- I'm shopping Trey Lance to see what I can do to to win the title. Uh, same with Trevor Lawrence, probably depending on my team. But this is a, a dynasty scope that this has the biggest potential for me to to set myself up for years to come. So these are guys I'd rather have on my team. So with that all being said, great argument. But I want to know if Trey Lance is everything you hoped. You're seeing that Justin Fields is everything you hoped Trey Lance would be. Why is Justin Fields not on your list? Or is he number yeah, it's a great question. I filled this out in October, and uh, the last two weeks have given you what you would call a trend. So right now, Justin Fields would actually probably be on this list. Um, that's where you kind of stay water and you kind of move things around where that is. Actually, Justin Fields would probably knock Trey Lance off, and uh, and 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 that would probably be where some of that is. And to be honest, with the last couple of weeks, I would probably move Tua up. So Trevor and Trey would probably be off, and Tua would be on. I just needed a few weeks of seeing what I could see see to stay water, and they're the age level where the argument will hold true and they're currently doing it. So that's, that's the part where um, I just didn't have that week to adjust. I would just like to point out that it's not that Trevor Lawrence isn't doing it. He's currently QB nine. Like let's, let's just be honest. Like we're kind of dragging Trevor Lawrence. I think I do believe the Jags haven't had a bye week yet, which matters that actually they're on by this week. So that is part of it. But Trevor Lawrence has been completely startable. Yeah, he's been completely startable. I think the 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 hard part for Trevor Lawrence right now is that he's not edging into or or tipping into those week winning weeks that the rest of the guys on this list are, are doing. And I think that's the that's the part where well, honestly, Justin Herbert isn't doing that either, but he's got some excuses right now with injured wide receivers. But the rest of the guys like that, I think that's what's hurting Trevor is like he's not like winning you weeks. He's just not losing you weeks. He just some scores somewhere between 12 and 18 points every week. It's just kind of like, oh, yeah, 14.6 from my quarterback. Whoop-de-freaking-do. Um, random one uh, aside, where do you guys kind of have Gino? Where have Gino? no idea. From a dynasty perspective or this year? Both. I'll let Tyler start. From a dynasty perspective, I, I mean – I have him between 15 and 25 ranging in, in kind of what happens in the off season and what they do. He, I, you need to kind of see him finish strong for him to be like considered definitely an option for next year. Now, is he doing it right now? Yes, he's doing it this year. If I was, uh, if I was, someone who faced a quarterback injury, he's a target because he's not that expensive in, in the scope of dynasty land yet, but um, he has the potential to finish in the top 10 to the top five from week to week, depending on matchup and two phenomenal receivers and a great offense. Um, and the defense isn't awesome. So sometimes they're in shootouts. Gino is a great target uh, for a contender. So I'm going to agree. Um, great for a contender. Love him in redraft this year. Um, was a surprise. Honestly, didn't expect him to be what well, he's QB7 from the rankings that I see. Um, Dynasty-wise, is a little bit trickier. I think you could probably buy him relatively cheap, uh, help him make a push. Like in my situation, 
my other two quarterbacks in the Superflex League are not um, great in terms of leaving something to be desired. So Joe Burrow can't carry the entire team. It would be nice to have a guy like a Geno Smith where he's proven to be consistent this year. Uh, however, he's 32, not a death sentence for quarterbacks. He is an unrestricted free agent next year. So unless he resigns with the Seahawks, either it's going to be a you know change of scenery or question marks on his future. They did trade for Drew Locke. Obviously, I'm not saying he's going to supplant Geno as the guy in, in Seattle. Um, just dynasty-wise, I always look towards the future. And since Geno Smith's future is currently murky at best, um, I wouldn't be overspending on him, but I'd definitely be kicking the tires to see what I can do to get him on my contending team. Uh, what are your thoughts, Ben? You brought him up. We didn't get to hear your thoughts on Geno Smith. I uh, brought him up because I'm not sure what to do with Geno Smith. Um, like legitimately, like, is he a guy where if you're trying to make a run, like, are you happy just rolling Geno out there? Like, I feel like part of the reason that Geno has been good is because he's not really screwing up, right? He's only thrown four picks. But there's he's not thrown for a ton of yardage. Like, touchdown-wise, he's on pace for, like, 28-29, right? He's not, like, setting the world on fire, um, you know? And it's just like, okay, like, he's been solid. Like, he runs around a little bit, right? But not enough to where he's really going to influence your team a ton on that side of the ball. Like, I, I kind of feel like he's having an elite – game manager season he's alex right? smith and yeah yeah but like on the good end right like high level game manager season and i feel like those guys tend to get exposed at some point like there's gonna be a playoff game where he gets strip sacked and like throws a bad pick in the first half and then throws not a bad pick but like oh i'm trying to squeeze one in the dk in the fourth quarter to try and rally my team back and it like seals their fate in the divisional round. Right. Like I feel like that's what we're waiting for from Geno Smith. Um, I, I I'm just kind of waiting for the wheels to fall off is, is I guess how I would, I would describe it. I can see that. I think the, the appeal of Geno Smith right now is that especially in a super flex situation, um, he's a guy who's been doing better than expected. So when it comes to a super flex quarterback, and you're staring down the possibility of having to start like Davis Mills or Matt Ryan, shout out to my terrible quarterback situation, you'd rather start Geno Smith over those two most weeks. Um, so I think that's where he comes in, and he's a little intriguing that way. Uh, but I, I still just dynasty-wise, I don't think he's going to be like some tremendous asset unless they sign like a three-year extension, and he's going to be the guy for the next three years in Seattle. Like We don't know. It's very possible, but... Um, yeah, that's an, that's an interesting, interesting situation. Um, I wanted to circle back to, to Kyler Murray for a second. What are your thoughts on his injury, Tyler? I think it's going to be serious. I think it's going to knock him out of the top 10 for yearly producer, or you just think it's kind of touch and go for a week or two here. So this is, I, this is where I would probably agree with you guys on the argument on Kyler Murray. Um, when he does get hurt, uh, it, it kind of, it can kind of set him back. I think it's a tweak. Uh, he was questionable, almost a game time decision uh, going going into the the week. I think as long as it's not serious, right? So we don't really know until he gets out in the field and kind of see those things doing it. Um, as long as it's not serious, then I think Kyler um, will be fine. 
And I think he's actually going to get better as he uh, has uh, Hollywood coming back. So Kyler is, uh, I, I think you can see his trajectory start going up. And as their defense has, is not very good, they're going to have to get in shootouts to win. Um, and it's going to come time to to, to prove it. Uh, so I, I kind of like Kyler going forward as long as this injury isn't a serious one or like more that they're letting on. I dig it. Anything else you want to add before we get off the quarterback train here and start talking about uh... – how to deal with some sad emotions in fantasy football. Ben, anything to add? Um, I traded Matt Stafford and a 2024 first for Tua a month ago, and I could not be happier about my decision. That panned out. That, that's so- like when I think about quarterbacks right now, That that's what I think about. And the crazy part is, Dixon, if you're listening to this, you never trade with anybody that was like your second trade ever in two years. And you do that, like there were better offers in your inbox multiple times for other players. And you're like, nah, I'm good. But you, the one guy you let go is Tua for that, man. It, it was honestly the craziest thing about that trade is one, I've been trying to trade with Dixon for two years. So thank you, Dixon. Two, um, there was zero discourse around this trade. I offered it. It sat there for a day and a half. And then next thing I knew, I came back and it was accepted. And I was like, oh, I guess that he thought that was a pretty good deal. But anyway, I'm actually kind of that guy as a trader a little bit too. Like I talk more now than I used to, but I definitely used to just look, see a deal. Yeah. Okay. I'll do that. And I would accept it. There was many times I've, trade in the past. Now I'm a little more, I wonder if I can get more value on the margins. I think that's Tyler telling me that I settled for too many slightly underwhelming trades, but, um, and so I, I work a little bit harder at it, but yeah, I, I have some Dixonist tendencies in that regard. So just as a small segue that I'll ask both of you, do you think either of you have lost deals recently because you're trying to squeeze a little bit more out? You're trying to get some more juice out of the stone. Have you lost any deals in your opinion? Cause you're pushing too much for a little extra compensation coming your way. Tyler, why don't we start with you? Do you mean lose a deal, like not get it done? Or do you mean lose a deal? Like I lost, I lost. Like the not trade. get it done. Like deal is killed. Oh, hundred percent. I do that all the time. <laughs> Ben, how about you? I had one where I probably could have had, oh gosh, what was it? It was Pittman and uh, Rashad White for Debo in a second. And I tried to just mess around on the second a little bit. Um, And the dude ended up walking when I probably should have just clicked accept. And I could have had Rashad White when I have a running back problem in that league. And like could have done this on like, it was like last week, Tuesday. Right, like I very recently, and I messed around, and he walked, and you know what? I probably should have just clicked accept. Happens. I've been there too. I've been there too. You know, we we've all wanted just a little bit more. Uh, I know that Ben and I are former salespeople, so we always want just a little bit extra, kind of make it worth our while. But you know, that's just what it is, right? Froze for a second. All good. Let's talk about losing in fantasy football. Losing in fantasy football is sad. Uh, it's never fun. 
And it, it, it really puts a kibosh on the end of your weekend. You got to go back to work a little upset, especially when you know that the game is over on Sunday and there is no Monday miracle possibility happening in your future. You just kind of look at it like, man, what happened? Where did I go wrong? And uh, this topic is, is basically, I think, born out of my just god-awful week that I had uh, on Sunday. So a little bit of a background here. One of the better teams in the league. Yeah, high points scored, good record, pretty good roster. Uh, I put up 86 points, where like 140 is like normal. So 86, and that's that's real tough. So I think what gets a lot of people, especially me, I'm just going to rain in for a minute, then I'll let Tyler and Ben jump in, is that fantasy football gives you the illusion of control, that you're somehow in control of the outcome of these matches, which is just not the case. You can do everything right. You can set the perfect lineup. You can do all the research. You can check all the matchups. You can see what quarterbacks on, what wide receiver, what run defense is, is how much snaps you got for your guys. And it just doesn't work out or your guy breaks a leg or something happens and there's like a monsoon going out there. There's nothing that you can do come game day. Once you set that lineup, you send it out into the ether, friends, and it's either going to work out or it's not. And when it doesn't work out, you have weeks like this where, you know, Cooper Cup breaks his freaking ankle and all your wide receivers collectively score maybe 13 points. And they're all established fantasy assets that I have here. It's not like I'm starting like God knows who like Ben Skoranek or something that just happens to go off. Like, guys, you can do everything right. Your process can be correct. And sometimes you just get dumped on. And that's just what happens. So we've all been there. You got to take a deep breath. I see here it says take a deep breath and remember you play a game about a game and that you got to play again in two days. But man, that like this particular loss hit me real hard in a really weird way because I haven't had this bad of a lineup situation in this league for a long time. So there are leagues that you know, I'm two and eight in a different league. I expect to have a crappy week there. But man, this one hit me hard. Thankfully, I've got wonderful bros like Tyler and Ben here to talk me off of whatever ledge I happen to be standing on that minute. Uh, but man, how do you guys handle losses in fantasy football besides eating multiple pizzas and just, you know, losing yourself in just absolutely terrible behavior? Ben, let's start with you, my friend. Yeah. So um, I think the biggest thing I have to do, one is just like walk away from it. Right. Remember, like, well, this is frustrating and annoying. Um, it is it does not need to define me. I am not actually a whole lot smarter than everybody else in my leagues, even though we all want to think we are, right? And even some of the stuff that we end up not doing, like, oh, yeah. Like, if I had made that trade for Rashad White and he had tore his ACL on Sunday, I would have been like, shoot. Or if having not made it and he had tore his ACL, I would have been like, man, really glad I didn't make that deal. And I would have felt haughty and smart about myself. Right. Like when really like I have no control or that. I didn't do anything intelligent. If anything, I did something dumb and I didn't make a deal that I probably should have. Um, and so I think that's the biggest thing um, for me. Uh, the other thing is a lot of times I'll go hang out with my 10 year old for a while. Um, it's just pretty grounding, right. Spend some time with my family, the people who like actually make me truly happy, not like, 
hey, I wanted fantasy football. Yay. Right. That's a, a little bit uh, a little bit more fleeting. There are things that matter a little bit more than that. So just kind of some basic stuff there. Um, the other thing that uh, that I will do sometimes, too, is uh, is exercise. Right. When I'm frustrated, at something just go use that energy for for some good and uh, some anti uh, some anti fatness work. So. I can appreciate that. One thing I had to do on Sunday after I knew I was just dead and there's just nothing I could do. I deleted the app from my phone, so I just couldn't access it unless I had to reinstall it. That that actually helped tremendously because you keep checking it. It's like when you open the fridge and there's nothing to eat and you're like, there's got to be something in here. You close it and you open it again like there's something different. It's not going to change. Your team's still lost and it's just going to make you sad again, over again. Um, so yeah, I mean, also... You know, give us a like here, guys. We're opening our hearts to you. Give us a like and a subscribe. We love you guys. Tyler, how do you handle terrible losses in uh, the course of fantasy football? So <clears throat> there is the, like, I feel like it goes through phases, right? It's the anger, you know, you, you it's the immediate anger right after. And then it's the, where did I go wrong? And then after that, it's the somebody tell me my team isn't as bad as I think it is or what just went happened. I don't know how many times on Monday. I think this was a Monday after a championship that I called Ben. I'd made it to the championship game. I gave myself great odds to win. I called Ben. I said, Ben, why did I lose? <laughs> like, explain this to me. And he goes, Tyler, you won the other league. Stop. I said, but this guy won, <laughs> and I, I can't live in a world where this guy also won. To the moment where it's over time and you work through acceptance and you remember that you're playing a game about a game with a, what is it, Matthew Berry says, an oblong ball that you can't control. And yeah. so it's really about giving yourself the best odds to win and riding the roller coaster of the games on things that you can't control and it just being exciting. Your identity is not wrapped up on whether you win or lose. Actually, it may be a good thing if you're not the best fantasy player all the time. <laughs> but with that, uh, dealing with loss and learning how to lose, is, uh, is you can also be gracious in that as well. Um, so I think that's what you need to do. But never underestimate the power of a good rant, okay? Like, I'm going to have one a little later in this week. Uh, towards the Atlanta Falcons again, you will hear this in the podcast. They give me so much material this year. I'm actually getting heated just thinking about it right now. But anyway, I'll just say uh, that's one thing you do. Yeah, and you just gotta you gotta absorb it. You have to uh, healthily dispose of it, as Ben mentioned. Use some of that anger. You know, go run it off. Go get on your peloton. Do what you gotta do. Kind of make it happen. But that's what our recommendations are to deal with loss in fantasy football. Um, and really that's going to do it for us today on this wonderful Wednesday. Um, we have some great stuff coming up to you on Wednesday. I'm sorry, Thursday and Friday weeks all messed up. My brain's kind of mush right now, but that's going to do it for our lovely Wednesday here. Ben and Tyler, thank you so much for having you back. I'm glad we're all at full power again. Ben, any last words for the Techmo team out there before we sign off today? Uh, you can always also go watch the superior sport of basketball. Go Bucks, go. 
made a mistake throwing it over to Ben there. But we're going to catch you guys tomorrow. We got Sneaky Stars. Tyler, give us your final thoughts as well. Oh, I almost forgot. You can also listen to our podcast. You can listen to our podcast and get over your loss and just marvel at how wonderful and funny and handsome we are as you listen to us. So, Man, um, yeah, we, I know maybe you need to throw this on YouTube for uh for the handsomeness points right i gotta you know we'll, we'll we'll look at getting a youtube channel for next year so we'll get that uploaded for you guys so you can see our lovely faces in our in my particular uh messy office so uh we will definitely catch you guys tomorrow again thursday's our sneaky start day we'll catch you guys tomorrow for the sneaky starts as always